My name is Nikki. Let's do some stuff. On this show, we're going to play some tabletop RPGs. Uh, specifically, we're going to start off with Iron Sworn, a tabletop RPG of Perilous Quests by Sean Tompkin. I think this came out like a year ago, maybe last year. But uh, it's, it's a pretty neat game where you take the role of a hero of some sort or just like an adventurer. And uh, you just go on quests. You kind of figure out what, what's going on in the world. Um, the cool part is... You can play this solo, cooperative, or guided, um, meaning you just play it by yourself, like we're going to do today. Uh, cooperative, we play with a couple friends, um, but without a, like a DM or a GM. Uh, or you can play guided, where it's like traditional, like role playing games, just you know, have someone telling you what to do, and then you just roll for initiative. One of the reasons I'm pretty stoked to play this, uh, I've been watching a little bit of like an actual play online. Um, read through the books, um, just the core book, and then there's a, a supplement called Delve. It's all about um, dungeon, dungeon delving, uh, jumping into dungeons, and just kind of seeing what what they hold, the perils that you can find. Um, but this game is like it seems heavily inspired by a game called Dungeon World, which I play a decent amount. I've got two game groups. One's on uh, in the middle of the week. And we're running a Dungeon World game that's been going on for a few months. So I've got a little bit of experience with that. Um, it's probably my favorite role-playing game that I've ever played. Uh, and then um, on Fridays, I have a kind of like a rotating crew of players. Um, so it's kind of hard to like settle on one game. Um, but we've been playing Scum and Villainy a little bit. We've done a little bit of um, Five Torches Deep. Um, some five edition, five edition, fifth edition D and D, a uh, little dungeon world, a little bit of stuff here and there. But yeah, it's like kind of like my wheelhouse is trying to play those um, more not mainstream games, um, especially specifically like the powered by apocalypse games, um, doing those kinds of things. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, pretty cool, pretty exciting seeing how this game plays out. So far. Every little bit I've seen of it is really fun. I like there's um, lots of random tables. It's just, just like my favorite possible thing you can ever do is just random tables. I am super lazy. I don't want to figure out anything when I'm running a game. When I go to game night, I am barely prepared. I barely bring dice. I'm just like, hey, what, what's going to happen? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me what's going to happen. I'm not your dad. I'm not your boss. So yeah, this guy, this this uh, this game kind of acts as your dad and your boss. Um, there's lots of like nice rolling tables in the back. Um, so you'll probably hear like some dice rolling. Hopefully, hopefully that's some nice sick ASMR. Let's see, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. just rolled right off of my little rolling thing. So that that made a huge difference. Um, I'm sure my cat is gonna obliterate these dice at some point. He's he's already running around like a fucking wild animal. Uh, but I think the best way to start, I think we just jump in. I think we just jump right into the game. Um, that's kind of the way these things work. I think the first thing, there's like a little whole chapter on, hey, hey, guy, you're trying to start a game. 
let's, let's start your game here in this chapter. Um, also, before I continue, listeners at home, this game is absolutely free. You can go download it right now for free. Get the PDF. I uh, I went and got like the physical like hardbacks, which oh, it's just really nice. It's just really nice to have. But uh, everyone should try it out and play it by yourself. Doesn't mean you're a loser if you're playing by yourself. When you're a kid growing up, you're playing with army men by yourself, just like slamming them against each other, burning them in your grandma's bathroom. Basically the same thing now, except you're married and your wife's at work and you're not really sure what to do with your morning. So you start playing some role-playing games. You give the dogs some, some treats, you shove them in the room, and you start playing role-playing games by yourself. Um, but yeah, the first thing we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to create, I think you can either start by creating your character or creating your world. Um, and I have like a little bit of an idea of like what the character might be. Um, but I kind of want to make the world first. That's like, I'm more excited about that. I think we're going to start with that. So let me, let me flip to like the right page. Or I could just um, use this, these printouts. There's like these sick ass printouts that you can get um, also online. I printed them out and it turns out my printer was running low on ink. So I've got this like psychedelic effect going on them. Um, and it's hard to read half of them. So then I went and bought a new printer and told my wife it was because she's in school and needs a printer. I was like, yeah, this is just for you, darling. I love you. I love you. Here's a printer. It's nice. But the basic concept of the world of the Iron Lands themselves is two generations ago, your your people, the humans, um, come to this new world that it's probably has been uninhabited by humans like ever. Uh, and you're you've fled your old world for some reason. Um, so we'll kind of figure that out as we go. Um, but you get here and there's this this brand new thing called iron. Maybe you've never had iron before. Maybe it just didn't exist. What'd you use? Like sticks? Bones? But you get to the iron lands um, and you start discovering like what's here. Turns out there's probably horrible monsters. It's horrors that you've never seen before in the old world. And there's elves like running rampant. Maybe they're nice. Maybe they're not. We'll kind of like define that um, in our like beginning truths. Um, so yeah, I think we'll just start off um, with the old world. There's like a bunch of little like bullet points you can hit uh, and then like a blank one. And I think the one that sounds most interesting is um, the old world could not sustain us. We were too large a number. We had felled the forests. Our crops withered in the barren ground. The cities and villages overflowed with desperate, hungry people. Petty kings battled for scraps. We cast our fate to the sea and found the Iron Lands, a new world, a fresh start. See, I think that one kind of sounds hella dope. Um, I think, I don't know, because like this game is like super, the aesthetic of it is really like Viking-inspired. And I don't know if I want to like, entirely do like a Viking type game. 
I'm more thinking like a little more dark fantasy, um, like a lot of uh, Dark Souls. For me, mostly Dark Souls 3 would be like a big inspiration. Um, but a lot of that like kind of medieval dark fantasy vibe. Um, a little bit of there's a there's a board game called uh, Kingdom Death Monster. Um, it's like a super brutal, horrible, horrible game that no one should ever play, but it's amazing. Uh, and you basically just die over and over and like, hey, we have a settlement. Yeah, they're dead. So I think that's kind of like what I'm envisioning this new world, the Ironlands to be is like super brutal, impossible to like build big cities. You got to like basically small like small settlements is like the best thing you can do and just like surviving like why are we even here Wh- who chose this new area the old world was fine it shows a lot of us but i think it's fine it's kind of what i'm thinking um and also from the old world you know like we have like these massive ships that came over um i think there's like I- i'm not sure i really care what like the old world even look like. Um, but I think once like they, once people got here to the Ironlands, there's, you know, all shapes and sizes and colors of people, you know? So I don't want it to be like, Hey, every person is a white man. Cause that's not what my neighborhood looks like. We're not all white people here. I'm not even a white person here. My wife is my cat probably is. So I think, yeah, like just super mixed, diverse culture. I don't want to like strong arm myself into just playing like one thing and like the NPCs will meet all shapes and sizes. So the next thing is figuring out what iron means to the campaign. I mean, like to the world, it's the name of the game is iron sworn or maybe it's irons worn. Oh, there's no like space. Oh, I've just cracked the code. Irons worn. That's what it is. It's irons worn. This game is about how much bling you can acquire. There's a bling stat for how much iron you have and you can wear. Um, but uh, from all the, I'm not gonna like read all of the like the bullet points because you should be following along at home. If you haven't bought this game for zero dollars, get out. Go to the supermarket. Get it. Um, there's one that says inscrutable. Metal pillars are found throughout the land. They are iron gray and smooth as river stone. No one knows their purpose. Some say they are as old as the world. Some, such as the iron priests, worship them and swear vows upon them. Most make the warding sign and hurry along their way when they happen across one. The pillars do not tarnish, and even the sharpest blade cannot mark them. That's kind of tight. Um, I think the, it kind of rolls into the next one. Um the next like bullet point is uh, about legacies and like who was here before humans came here. Uh, it could be like, we are the first humans to walk these lands. Um, other humans sailed here from like the old world untold years ago, but the, all the less of them is like savage feral people. Um, and then as another one says before the iron landers, before the first born, another people lived here. Their ancient ruins are found throughout the iron lands. I think that one sounds the coolest. And I'm thinking, Oh, kind of like in uh, Shadow of the Colossus. If anyone's ever played that game, you should as well. It's awesome. Um, 
there's just like this valley of some old ancient ruined civilization that like there's no information on them. It's just like really all these imposing like fortresses and like all this like architecture from people that maybe they were people, maybe they weren't people, maybe they're just like creatures or like in this case could be elves. Um, but I think that's what I'm kind of thinking is there's like things or, you know, some civilization that lived here like long, long ago uh, and they and they like disappeared or something. And so now uh, their, their cities are ruins and they're like left behind, but they used iron. They, they like made stuff out of iron. And so I think we like more or less like scavenge everything that we can find um when we when we got here um so i don't think like mining maybe mining's like a big thing i don't know we'll figure it out i think that's the best thing there's just like like things of iron that have just been left behind by some some people and uh and our people just just go steal what we can because they're not there anymore they don't need it they can do with that in the afterlife is there an afterlife maybe we'll find out so the next thing on the list of to-dos is uh, communities. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm picturing there's like really small settlements. There's no like major cities. I think people tried to tried to hole up in like these old ancient civilizations or these like old ruins, um, and just like were wiped out in the night by like something terrible. You know, maybe they like let them they let them party for a little bit. Um, but then just there's like no way to like safely um, occupy like all those old ruins and all the old spaces um, from from whoever came before us. So I think people live in like small communities. And this one says we are few in number in this accursed land. Most rarely have contact with anyone outside our own small steading or village and strangers are viewed with deep suspicion. So I think that's like super interesting because yeah, like maybe like small villages will have like 20 or 30 people at most. Um, and so our character can kind of like go from, from village to village kind of dealing with their bullshit, whatever they've got going on. Like, Oh, my cat is stuck in the tree. Well, good thing I'm an iron sworn. I'm going to fuck that tree up, buddy. What's next on the list? Leaders, leaders. Looking at the leaders, yeah, numerous clan chiefs rule over petty domains. Most are intent on becoming the one true king. Their squabbles will be our undoing. I think that's pretty cool. Kind of uh, like heart holders over like land. And so everyone kind of like pays homage to like one dude. Um, and so they might have their own like little like war band. Kind of super like post-apocalyptic setting. Um, kind of some Mad Max stuff going on there. It's like, oh yeah, the bullet farmer is coming to get your get your iron. I mean, yeah, obviously there's no bullet farmer here. There's like the the Arrow Boy. That's the first bad guy is Arrow Boy. It's my favorite Mega Man villain. Um, but yeah, I'm picturing yeah, like like maybe they even like have like cult followings. You know, there would be. Maybe there's a leader who is powerful enough or charismatic enough to to take over like some old ruins, and everyone's like, "Oh, damn, that dude's badass. He he has the old elf stuff." 
everyone, he's like, yeah, you know, everyone, everything the light touches is our kingdom. So, so bring me, bring me your babes, bring me your food and I'll let you live. Um, and maybe they like, maybe they have to prove themselves. Maybe they like have fought off like the monsters and they're like, have cleared out areas. So maybe that's why it's like a little safer to like live there. And they're just like surrounded by, uh, like heavy, heavily armored, heavily armored people. And that's, I'll mess with that a little bit. That sounds pretty cool. Um, uh, defense, defensive, like people's settings. Um, this is where I kind of like pictured, pictured our like character. Um, one of these says the wardens are our soldiers, guards and militia. They serve their communities by standing sentry, patrolling surrounding lands and organizing defenses in times of crisis. Most have strong ties to their communities. Others called free wardens are wandering mercenaries who hire on to serve a community or protect caravans. So I think that's what I want our character to be is like a warden. Like someone who just like travels around helping people. Um, they've sworn an iron vow to like, just, just be a good boy, be a good guy. So I think that's like, that'll be the most fun. Um, I don't want to be stuck in like one place. We can kind of just move along whenever we feel like getting out of there. Um, but I think like, it's like someone who's like serving the people. It's kind of like a roaming, kind of like a ranger, like a ranger paladin type of character. I think that's a, that'd be kind of cool to, to, to do something like that. Um, but yeah, there's like, I think there's probably still militias and stuff, you know, but nothing super crazy. Like organized armies are probably like extremely hard to get because these communities are so small, but then like those, those like clan chiefs or whatever will, uh, gather up like enough a-holes to go pick on somebody smaller or maybe pick on other, like other domains. Oh yeah. And the wardens are like, trying to like, they're like, we're not, we're not soldiers. We're keepers of the peace. Turns out they're actually soldiers. Turns out Jedi's are just like, oh yeah, no, we're soldiers. We love going and fighting stuff. Freaking liars. Um, next on the list is mysticism. I I kind of like pre looked at these and I'm just now rereading them. But uh, I think I'm choosing two of them. We're gonna break the rules. I'm gonna choose like two of them. That sounds super interesting. Uh, the first one is, um, some still find comfort in the old ways. They call on mystics to divine the fortune of their newborn or ask them to perform rituals to invoke a bountiful harvest. Others act out of fear against those who they suspect of having power. However, most folk believe true magic, if it ever existed, is lost to us now. So yeah, like there's old magic. I think that'll kind of roll into the next one, um, which is religion i'll just read that now um the people honor old gods and new in this harsh land a prayer is a simple but powerful comfort so i'm kind of picturing uh in the old land the gods i think i want them to have been like physical like entities that maybe were were killed um and maybe that's part of the reason we like fled the the old world is um, people revolted against the old gods, but there's still like cults or 
or like sects of sects, sects of people who um, who revere the old gods. And I think I I think I kind of want a couple of those old gods to have been like brought over here to the to the to the Ironlands. Um, and they're still they're still alive, but like probably dying, and they're maybe maybe corrupted in some way. Um, but in the new world, I think like the gods, um, they aren't there. I think they, they're fragmented. That's what it is. I think they're fragmented through, um, some, some means like, you know, like the, the, the new gods are basically gone and dead. Um, and all that remains of them. Oh, it's through the iron. That's what it is. Sorry. My fucking dogs are crazy. Uh, I think they live through iron and iron is like divine. So maybe that's why like iron is so important in this world. Um, Oh, okay. In the book, it says that uh, a lot of people don't wear like heavy armor or they don't wear like a bunch of armor. Um, And they don't like use like finding like large swords or like large objects like made just of a bunch of iron. It's kind of rare. And I think it's because the gods um, communicate through iron. So iron is like this divine um, conduit almost. So like greater concentrations of iron basically invoke the gods. And I think that's extremely dangerous because maybe like the gods of the Ironlands are maybe they're shitty. Maybe not all of them, but I mean, if you got like gods who are like, killed and destroyed and broken into like a bunch of pieces i'd probably be pretty pissed off if someone's like yeah i'm gonna make it a cool necklace and a massive sword like hey hey buddy hey buddy go kill your go kill your friend's dog like oh come on now come on but then like a, a, a divine a divine entity like told you to do it so you have to do it um yeah i think, think that'll be kind of dope so that's why like, no one wears armor. Or at least like not a lot of armor. So if you accumulate too much, you're going to go crazy. Um, but another part, back to the mysticism, uh, magic is rare and dangerous, but those who wield the power are truly gifted. And I'm actually kind of thinking like the wardens themselves are like their own class of like magicians. Um, specifically... Like they wield like fire. I think fire is going to be like another major thing in this world. Um, I think that I think what it is is the wardens carry flame like through themselves and they like bring it to different communities so that the communities can like survive. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So they the wardens are like tasked with like going around and basically making sure everyone still has fire. Because no one else can make fire. So you have to have a warden bring you the flame because like they're like they're born of the flame or something. Um, so maybe maybe in the old world there wasn't even fire. Maybe in the old world it was just like no one needed fire and like the technology that they, they had was just using wood and stuff. So maybe it was like so warm, that's what it is. They had like other means of 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 cooking and like smelting bronze or whatever they, they like technology they had at the time. So in the old world, no one knew how to make fire 
also no one like could make fire like that's just like not a thing that like the gods didn't allow to happen but here in like the iron lands like there's no there's no taxation on on your fire usage um so like the the wardens um are gifted the fire that's what it is yep that's our character he's gonna be like a fire bearer it's like the guy who goes to the olympics and like has the little baton oh yeah okay that's pretty yeah i'm stoked that's pretty cool and i think the firstborn the next thing is about the firstborn and the firstborn are basically from what i'm remembering uh are like the elves uh that live here um and maybe like trolls and other stuff like that like the the local populace that aren't humans um so i think the firstborn I'm going to choose two on this one as well, because I think it's like they're diverse enough to kind of warrant like two different views. Uh, the first one is the firstborn live in isolation and are fiercely protective of their own lands. I think that's I don't think all the elves are like the elves are just like one type of people. I think elf is just like the term for the current people, quote, quote, that like live here in the Ironlands, but they're like super alien like to humans. So it's not like Legolas or anything like that. I'm thinking like kind of super deformed, like more alien looking creatures, um, people, creatures. Uh, yeah, they're like some of them are just extremely nasty and like live in the dark places of the world. Um, and another one, the firstborn hold the firstborn hold sway in the Ireland's the elves of the deep forest and the giants of the hills tolerate us and even trade with us for now. Ironlanders fear the day they decide we are no longer welcome here. So I think just there's like a diversity of the cultures that like still live here. Um, but I don't think they still they don't gather in like large communities. Because that's like what the old the old people did. So whoever was like the like before the firstborn, the preborn, those people, they uh have those big, massive ancient civilizations, but maybe like the elves and like maybe the firstborn, I guess, um, are better off at like better at fighting off the like the, the creatures of the deep. Maybe they know the the magics um, to ward off the monsters, um, which kind of like leads into beasts. Um, beasts of all sorts roam the Ironlands. They dwell primarily in the reaches, but range into the settled lands to hunt. There, they often prey on cattle, but attacks on travelers, caravans, and even settlements are not uncommon. So, like I was saying earlier about uh, Kingdom Death Monster, that's like a game that's just like, there's not just like basic animals that like roam around. There's like massive, dire creatures that like will come tear your stuff up, including your face and your whole family. Um, but I think, I think in the Ironlands, there's still like, hey there's some like elk over there and there's like chickens um but there's massive dangerous like primordial like beasts um like kind of like oh like in princess mononoke if anyone's ever watched that which they should this is just like this is my recommendation hey welcome to my recommendation podcast i'm gonna tell you about stuff you should watch and play um in princess mononoke like the the gods in that movie um are old ancient animals so like like there's like the boar god and the wolf god 
um, and like the spirit of the forest and stuff like that. So I'm kind of thinking that there's like these massive influences out in like the wilds and like sometimes stuff will like encroach on, on human lands. And so that's why the, the wardens like, you know, bring, bring the flame, not just for like um, heat and being able to smelt and cook, but also they like use it to fight off like the creatures of the deep, of the deep wilds. Um, which include horrors and horrors are more of more of like zombies, uh, ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. Um, and they're like one of the cool things about this game is like we're going over like all these like little bullet points because it doesn't tell you, hey, like there's zombies in the game. It asks you like, are there zombies in your game? I think we're, they're gonna make this like world as like shitty as possible. I think it's just miserable to live here. Um, so I think we're going to be, we are weary, wary, we are wary of dark forests and deep waterways. For monsters lurk in those places. In the depths of the long night, when all is wreathed in darkness, only fools venture beyond their homes. So yeah, basically another, another nail in the coffin for why would you ever leave your house? Stay home and play games by yourself. So I think the, the wardens, um, like when they wield flame or whatever. Maybe that's like one of the things that the horrors, like the undead and the spirits, maybe they have an aversion to flame. Um, and so maybe that's like, yeah, that's part of the reason that we bring fire to communities is just it wards off the creatures of in the dark. It's, it's Minecraft. <laughs> we just put torches everywhere and then like monsters don't spawn. You can't sleep here. There's monsters nearby. Um, so yeah, that's like what the wardens do is they like, they just like bring fire and I don't, I don't even think it's like they, they carry like a torch around. They, the fire is within them and they like show up to town and do like a ritual or something and, and create flame. Um, and like all these settlements have like, like, Hey, this is like the, the fire in the middle of town. This is where like the wardens give us the flame. Uh, and so they like prepare, you know, um, kindling for the fire or whatever, but it's it's a fire that it's just a fire. It goes out, so like communities have to have to keep it going, um, and everyone kind of goes and like takes fire from it. You can transport the fire yourself, like you know the blacksmith or whomever goes and like in the morning they go get fire for their forge, <clears throat> but that that fire, <clears throat> Jesus, sorry, that fire will go out. Um, and so, like, every day they'd go resupply their flame or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's probably, like, some settlements will just, like, be destroyed because for some reason their fire goes out and then that's it. You, you can't survive. You can't. There's no cell phones in this world. Actually, you know, yeah, let's make a roll. There's cell phones. Writing it down. There's cell phones. But you can't just call a warden. Maybe there's, yeah, there's got to be, like, a way to, like, alert wardens on that you need help. Or maybe that's like, there's people who journey out and try to find wardens. Um, if you really need help, but I think it's like, it's hard for like your flame to go out. Cause I'm picturing like the, the iron lands themselves. Um, the aesthetic that they kind of give you is, is like Sweden or like Norway or, or whatever. Um, like those like Norse lands. Um, so like super massive, trees like heavily wooded 
snowy, cold mountains. Um, that's another reason probably like a oh, fire is so, so, so important because it's cold most of the time I'd imagine. Um, and maybe in the old world, like maybe they didn't, it was, it was just like always warm. So it like killed a bunch of people when they got here. And so they just like immediately had to figure out what to do. Yeah. It's fucking cool. I think so. I think the next thing we'll do is we'll just make our character. We kind of have like a decent idea of what the wardens are. So we have a decent idea of what our character can do or should do. Um, so there's five stats. There's edge, heart, iron, shadow, and wits. Edge is kind of your, your, your speed and agility. Um, heart is like your, like your charisma, your chorismo stat, your chorizo stat. Um, iron is being tough boy. It's mostly used for fighting, getting into scraps. Shadow is all about uh, skulking about, um, lying to people, hiding, doing shadowy things. And wits is, if you don't know wits is, then look it up. You're not in the definition of that because you don't have wits. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll assign our stats. You get a plus three to one, a plus two to two of them. And a plus one to the last two. So whatever you don't care about. Um, I guess it's like a decent time to talk about how like the the mechanics of the game work. Um, so the, more, the, the game is like a fiction forward game or fiction first game um, where you describe what you're doing. In this game, they say envision what your character is doing because chances are like you're you're at home playing with army men by yourself and you're envisioning in your mind what your character is doing with us. We're going to envision with our mouth and with, with, with our minds and our mouths together. Um, but the main mechanic for the game is you have, uh, you'll, you'll try to trigger a move. Um, so like if you're trying to like fight someone in com in like close quarters combat or something like we'll trigger like whatever the move says, I don't have it in front of me. Um, and you have an action die, which is a D six, a six out of die. And you're going to try to beat the challenge, which is two 10-sided dice, not added together, just individually. Uh, and you're going to add like a thing. So let's say, for example, I have a feeling our character is going to have like a three iron. Um, so we'll take our action die of a d6. We'll add plus three and we'll roll it. I'll just do that now. Uh, and we're going to try to beat the numbers that are showing on the 10-sided die. Um, so. I rolled like a five plus three, so I have an eight. The dice that, luckily for me, the dice are both sixes. So I beat both of those dice, so it's a strong hit. Um, if I had only beat one of them, if I had rolled a six and like a nine, giggle, giggle, then I would have gotten a mixed success or like a weak hit. So I got what I wanted, but there's a little bit of like a complication. So maybe I got hurt. Um, maybe you have to like, lose a resource, maybe my, my weapon breaks or I lose my shield or you know, something that makes it inconvenient for me to get what I wanted. Um, if I had rolled a six and then both of the, the dice I rolled were like a seven and a 10 or something, then I got a miss. Um, so I just basically put myself in like the shadiest possible situation. Um, in this example, I rolled a, I said an eight 
and both of the dice on the challenge dice, this 10 sided dice are sixes. So when, when something is matching a complication happens, if you missed, but in our case, Hey, worked out pretty well. We get like a, uh, like a, a, like a, a twist, like a good twist, a positive twist. So for like find the monster, maybe like, Oh, his friends, his friends are afraid of me. Um, or maybe I learned that they're afraid of iron or like, Hey, this fire, the fire revealed like a secret location where we found booze, something like that. That's like the only possible situation that could arise. Um, but yeah, the first thing we're going to do is that. So yeah, that's, that's basically what like the dice mechanics are. And we'll kind of get more into it a little bit as we play. Um, but just for like a frame of reference, we're going to uh, assign our stats. So I think I'm envisioning our warden to be kind of a beef boy, a beef McBoy boy. So I'm, I'm kind of wanting like a three in his iron stat. So he's good at, good at fighting, good at taking hits. Um, and the next, so then we're going to choose our next two most important stats. And I think for me, for us, for him, is going to be heart and wits. Um, heart, because they have to like communicate with all these communities. Hmm. Same base word, most likely. Um, so, but they, they roam around and they, they find communities in, in need and they provide them with flame. Or provide them with like you know, courage, whatever it was in their it was in their hearts the whole time. But yeah, they go fight monsters that are like pestering people, um, and people like people like that. So people like get along with that. That's like your chorizo stat. So he's gonna have two in his chorizo, in his heart chorizo. Uh, I think two in wits because you gotta you're you're roaming around and you're you're like. You have a read on the land, um, and you've got a like. You're on your own. You're sur- you're a survivor. Um, so having your wits about you is pretty important. So that's going to leave us with a one in shadow and a one in edge. So he's not exactly like the fastest or sneakiest boy. I'm kind of picturing this this dude with a little bit of armor. Um. So maybe kind of like. Maybe he's got a little bit of like a, a, a god itching like the back of his head, just like in his brain, just like you know, talk to me, do my bidding. And he's like, mm, fuck off. Get out of my brain. Maybe that maybe they don't even know. Like maybe no one even knows like that's what like the gods do, is just like something that happens. Um and when people start to go crazy, they're like, Oh yeah, like yeah, that guy likes Ironland's meth. So he's he's crazy. He like lives off in the mountains by himself now. Oh, hell yeah. That's what it is. Maybe there's people, people do, people used to like get themselves all ironed out and they like make like full suits of armor. Um, and like, not like like pristine medieval looking like knight armor, but like kind of like piecemeal, lots of big like plates strapped together on top of each other. Um, and over time, like they start to go crazy. So then they like are driven to like the mountains and they're just like called madmen, and like the madmen are like these dudes who live in the mountains who are who are crazy, but they're extremely dangerous because they like are wielding massive iron weapons, and they're they're all clad in armor, and maybe like the 
the horrors of like the Iron Land start to like deform them and they become one with their armor. Yeah, fuck yeah, we're gonna go fight a madman. Maybe that's what man, maybe that's the first thing we're gonna do. I'm gonna write that down. Madman. Madman boy. Let's go fight, fight the madman boy. We'll do that later. Um so yeah, we got our stats, I think, figured out. Uh the next thing we're gonna do, I think we're gonna look at assets. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm hitting puberty. We're gonna hit assets, which is um this game's version of like feats from Dungeons and Dragons and like skills and spells, like everything mechanical about your character is going to come from your assets. Um, and they range from companions. So you can have like, um, like lions or like you have like a lion or a dog or like a mammoth or a bird. You can have a wyvern. Yo, we can have a fucking wyvern. You can just like have a dragon basically. Mm, that's kind of super cool. No, I'm not going to do that. That's like, that's like, that's its own story. I don't think that's this character's story. Um, but yeah, there's paths, which are kind of um, what your character is generally like skilled at up to this point. Um, stuff that kind of define them, um, like veteran or um, a ritualist or a pretender, stuff like that. I'm not gonna, There's like tons of them, so I'm not going to go through all of them. Then there's combat talents. And I don't want to like just decide that he, like this character uses like one type of weapon up front. So I don't think I'm going to take that. Um, oh, there is one though for wearing armor. So I think maybe we'll take that one. I don't like just like look through, make sure. And then there's rituals. And rituals are basically kind of magic. And the only one I actually like caught my eye is one called Lightbearer. And I think that's that's the ticket. I think we might like reskin Lightbearer to be like a Flamebearer. Um, I'm going to break the rules again. Don't tell Sean Tompkin. He, he's going to come over here and arrest me for breaking the rules. So, um, yeah, I'm going to kind of look through these and then decide on three. And we'll, we'll go with those. All right, so... Off, uh, off, off camera, off screen. I, uh, I paused it for a few minutes. Um, looked over everything because that would have been just piss. That just been piss audio. Listening to me read stuff to myself and just like, you trying to pronounce words. Um, so I decided on three, three different uh, assets. Um, I want to do one that was a path, one that was like a combat talent, and then one that was a ritual. Um, so I'll start with the ritual because that's the one that I was almost certain on. And that one's light bearer. We can just call it flame bearer. It's when you focus on a source of light and capture its essence. Roll plus wits. Oh man, I should probably have a shitty wits, don't I? No, it's a two. It's a plus two. Uh, on a strong hit, you set your light track to six. On a weak hit, make it three. Then when you make a move to overcome or navigate darkness, you may add plus two and suffer negative one light. And eventually you can like use your light to like fight. Um, so I'm picturing like throwing fireballs at people or monsters uh, or like, like enchanting your blade with flame. It'd be fucking cool. But it has like its own little like track on here to keep track to, to keep track of how much light you have. It's just like a stat. Um, its own like little stat bar. So it gives me just one more thing that I need to keep track of. Ugh. 
I'm too lazy already. Uh, the other thing that caught my eye was ironclad. And it says, if you wear armor, you choose one of these following things. Um, when you equip or you adjust your armor, choose one. One is lightly armored. Uh, it's when you like endure harm in a fight at plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit, which is like another mechanic. We'll just, you know, we'll deal with that later. Or you can be geared for war, mark encumbered when you endure harm in a fight at plus two and take plus one momentum on a hit. So you can be like lightly armored and kind of still mobile, um, but it, it helps you when you get your ass kicked or geared for war, you're you're slowed down, um, but you're, you're a tank, you're a tank boy. So that's why I'm kind of picturing the wardens is like wearing like iron, like iron breastplates of some sort. Um, maybe that's like one of their things that kind of unifies them. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Um, but the last thing I chose is a path called honor bound. And this one is when you turn the tide, which is a move that you make in combat, um, envision how your vow gives you strength in this moment. Then when you make your move add plus two, instead of a plus one as usual and take a plus one momentum on a hit. So just some like mechanic stuff that helps him, um, to help him like fight. I, I'm since he's like probably going to be like fighting monsters. That's kind of like one of his jobs. I think like his, his honor, um, empowers him when he like gets into a scuffle with some, some little goblos, just punch some goblins in the face. Um, so that's it for like the assets. Um, and, yeah, we'll just kind of like make a make a mental mental note of all of those. Um, but then one of the last things we'll do is we're going to define our starting bonds and bonds are what they sound like. They're bonds that you have with communities or with people or with whatever. Um, so you can start with three of them. Um, and I think it's pretty obvious. I think the wardens should be like just like a like a like a faction. So we'll have a bond with the wardens and then I want to have like a bond with a community, something that we've dealt with already up like before. Like we see our character and then maybe with a person, maybe we're like just with another warden. Um, but like someone that we can like interact with more. Um, and usually when you like try to form a bond, forge a bond with like a community or a person, you got to roll a move for it. Um, and that's why like heart is important. Like roll heart and see how much people want your chorizo, um, which is your charisma, not your sausage. But yeah, could be. But um, I think I'm going to randomize. We'll use the oracles in the back of the book, which is basically like the random tables. Um, so we'll consult the oracle. Um, and we'll generate a settlement. Um, I just want to like define a name for now, and then we'll name the person that we're we have a bond with, and we'll just kind of move on, and fuck with it later. Um, so here's the settlement. Here's that. Mm, here's that sweet dice. Here's that sweet dice action. Um, so I'm gonna roll it twice, uh, and then consult this list. So the first roll is a 14, and then the prefix for the name of the town is Raven. It's pretty neat. Uh, and then the suffix for the town is Raven. It's Raven Raven. No. I rolled a 78. Rock. Oh, Raven Rock. That's pretty cool. 
cool. So we we have a we have a a bond with a place named Raven Rock. Um, we can kind of define that later on. Maybe we start the game there. Maybe we start the game like moving to and from there. Um, but already, like this game helps you envision stuff like Raven Rock. Yeah, like I'm thinking like tall black obsidian spires um, that this like community is kind of like built around, or maybe they even built up on the spires. And yeah, so they have some troubles with babies falling off the spires. So like, hey warden, we need we need like help. So I get them baby gates. That's my first mission is to find baby gates. I think that's that's one of the stats you have is baby gate finding. Um, but before we find baby gates, we're going to define our buddy, our warden friend. He's an Ironlander. There's like a, a couple lists of Ironlander names. And there's also elf names, giant trolls, and Varu. Varu? I'm not exactly sure what Varu is. I kind of read it and skipped over it. So I think we're just going to name this dude after Ironlander names. Oh, it could be a chick. Let's find out. Could be a lady, lady friend. 68, Amara. I mean, come on now. If I had a bro named Amara, I'd make fun of him. Amara is our is our warden friend girl. I think they need like a title. Hmm. There's no like there's not like a title like generator. Oh, there's descriptor. Oh. Yeah. So we're gonna give her like Amara the something. Let's see. We rolled an 87, which is <laughs> the religious. All right. Um, let's see. Maybe pious. We'll, we'll call it something else. But we'll like use religious as like our uh, our our initial word. Um, pious. I don't want to say like zealotrous. I don't think zealotrous is a word. It is now. Um, zealotrous sounds like a really cool boss. Religious synonyms. Let's find synonyms for religious. Devout. Ah, oh, devout's a good one. Dutiful, saintly, Amara the committed. Yeah, I think Amara the devout. That's a good one. Cool. So our buddy Amara the devout, and then we'll kind of define her as we see her. Maybe this is our girlfriend. Maybe this is our la- our our lady, our lady friend. Um, I think the last thing we'll do, we're gonna name our character. We don't have a name for ourselves yet. What I am picturing. Before we find a name for ourselves, uh, I'm kind of picturing like this dude wearing like lots of furs. Everyone wears lots of furs and cloaks and like like leathers and stuff. Um, I think they're they're wearing like a a large conical looking fur cloak around there that they just like hide their whole body in. Um, I'm gonna reference Princess Mononoke again on my podcast. Um, you should listen to stuff. Uh, is the podcast where I recommend uh, what what do I call it? Recommendations by Nikki. Recommendations recommendations by Nikki. Here we go. Uh, go watch Prince Mononoke. But in the in the beginning, Prince Ashitaka um, is wearing this like big like corn husk looking outfit. Um, it's like this like long like cloak that kind of just covers his whole body. I think like on average that's kind of what he looks like. Is just like wearing this like big fur entanglement that just like covers his whole body. Um, and I think he wears like a helmet of some sort, but it's not iron. It's probably like some leather um, or bone. Yeah, I think I think bone's probably important too. I think a lot of people use bone because like you don't just go get iron. Iron's like hard to 
like hard to get. So people use bones and like um, stone to to make their tools and their weapons. Um, and then like getting iron is like it's like a big deal. So I think our character has an iron weapon. They probably have like a couple pieces of iron up to this point. I'm just going to roll a die and see how many pieces of iron we have. I'm just going to roll a d6. A three. Okay. So we have some iron. Weapon. Um, like. Oh, probably his armor. Because he's like an armor clad thing. So iron breastplate probably. Iron ring. And, and like iron. I'm kind of picturing it like an axe. Or like a halberd. Yeah, I think like a halberd would be like kind of fucking rad. I don't know if there's any like halberds in in the game, but now there is. We have a halberd, so yeah, like we're in like a a bone and leather helmet of some sort. Um, kind of hides most of his face, and his body's like covered in a bunch of um, like wolf and bear cloak, uh, bear furs and stuff. Like like the this tall collar that like wraps around his his neck. Um, and this like shining, dirty iron breastplate. Um, the rest of his armor is just like leather, leather straps. Yeah, that's pretty cool shit. So we'll start with that, and then let's roll a name for ourselves. I'm gonna take a couple tries. His name is Vigo Mortensen. Um. Nanda. I'm not digging that name. Let's do another one. <laughs> Nanda or Namba. Literally just traded the N for the M. The name is Nanda Nanda Namba. At your service. Um He's the he's the Nandalor is the Nandalorian. The Namdalorian. This character is now the Nandalorian. Uh Batar. Nanda Butt. Hmm. I'm trying to like rip apart these words and then like make it like something better. Oh, there's a whole other list over here. I'm look at those instead. Wulan. Wulan's pretty cool. Namba. Delcash. Delcash is rad as shit. And Cardigan. Hey. Hey, was that a sweater? No, it's a Cardigan. Yeah, I think this dude's name is going to be Delcash. D E L. K A S H. See, it's got Ash right in the name. Boom. It makes sense. Delcash. Yeah. Rad. Delcash. And what's what's people up to this point? What do people know him as? Um, Delcash the 77. The young? Oh. Oh, he's the young boy. I was like picturing like a cool, a cool beard man, but I think he's gonna be like a a youngster. That makes sense. I think he just left like the like wardens. So maybe there's like there's like a monastery that the wardens are trained in and he's just set out. Hmm. It all's making sense now. So he's kind of like going out there and all right, you graduated high school, kid. High school for for people with flames in their hearts. Go out there and protect the world from monsters. Um, and maybe Amara is like our teacher. Yeah, I think that's what it is. 
Amara is the, the the teacher that brought us out and trained us, and we like killed a few monsters with her. And then she's like, "Okay, I'll see you later." Um, and maybe maybe she's lost. Maybe we just like lost track of her, or we like went our separate ways. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna consult the oracle. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna consult the oracle. That's what we want to do. Um, and there's a thing about character um, actions, character goals, character roles. I'm going to find that real quick. Okay. Well, I was way off. It's uh, it's in like the other book in uh, Iron Sworn Dwell- Delve. Delve. There's a oracle for character activities. I think maybe that's what we'll do is we'll find out what Amara is up to. Um, and maybe, maybe that's like what like starts off our like adventure is trying to find Amara. If they're like, we can't find her. So 63, we rolled a 63 on the character activity list, which is recovering. Oh, she got her ass fucking handed to her. Okay. So that's kind of where our character is going to start off. Let me write, let me make a note of this. I'm not going to come back and listen to this goddamn audio. Um, recovering. Oh, I mean, right next to the note that says madman. That's what it is. She went and started poking some madman up in the mountains. Got her shit tossed down the mountains. And now she's recovering. And I think what we're going to do in the beginning of the game when we first start, um, which would be next time, um, we're going to go up there and like punch some fucking madman in the face. You don't mess with our friends. You don't mess with Amara, the devout. You heard of her? Probably not. But now you have. Um, let me make sure there's nothing else we need to do for uh, creating the character. And we might we might just wrap it up after that. Okay, I am back. I know it was probably like literally a second for you, but for me it was like ten minutes. Fucking reading this book. Um, so yeah, the last things we're gonna do is we're going to define our background vow, which is like what our character's like overall motivation is. Um, and then we're going to figure out our inciting incident. Um, which I think inciting incident or inciting event, which is gonna be definitely Amara got her ass kicked by a madman up in like the mountains somewhere. I think what we're gonna do we'll just We'll figure out what that vow is. We're, we got to swear a vow, and um, I'm just gonna like write the name of the vow, and then like when we start the game itself next time, then we'll like roll to to actually do it and all that. I feel like doing that today. Um, but I think our vow would be like to bring the madman of like some place to justice. Um, so I'm gonna use the book Delve, the supplement book, because uh, there's oracles in the back of that that you can just like make random place names. I think we'll use that to kind of figure out um, what this place is going to look like. Um, So the place is going to be a place of detail. So then we'll go roll on a place. Um, Let's see. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. I can't. God, I can't. I can't do it. Here we go. So I'm going to roll on the place table. The place is going to be 90. 
So that's going to put us in the Tanglewood. Oh, cool. Oh, and then like beneath the Tanglewood, there's like more table. Mm, so I'm saying I don't have to do any fucking work around here. Just tell everyone else what to do, dice. So we roll again under the table wood, tangle wood. And this will get easier as we go because I'll have more, more experience with it. So we get thicket. So there's going to be thicket of detail. So then we're going to figure out what the detail is. Uh, we're going to roll on the detail table. That's going to be a 17, which is going to be bone. Fucking what? Thicket of bone? Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I'm talking about here. That's why you got to get this. You got to get this game. Gotta get it. So the thicket of bone. Write that down. Thicket. It's a T H I C C E T. Get two C's. Anybody? Um, so we're our vow is to bring the madman of the thicket of bone to justice because he 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 uh he's almost murdered Amara, the devout, our teacher and friend. So that's where like our mission is going to start. Our first quest is going to start there. Um, we'll roll that next time. Um, but then we'll figure out our 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 background vow is like our overarching like goal for as a character. And I think it's to like I think it's the warden's goal is our goal. And the goal is to like find a flame that doesn't go out. Because that's that's kind of like the goal is, you know. Bring fire to people. If we don't have to bring fire to people. That's it. That's retirement, baby. And so we're going to set a rank for the for the vow itself uh, or for the quest. And there's troublesome, dangerous, formidable, extreme and epic. And those all have like mechanical connotations that go with them. Um, but for your background vow, it has to be extreme or epic. I think it's an epic quest. There's like a whole order of, of like wardens dedicated to it. I think the you know, the wardens have existed for. 200 years or however long we've been like probably since we got here and figured out like oh we we need we need something to keep warm and someone was like oh yeah hey i got it and they founded the wardens um so yeah finding the undying flame that's something that our character uh, delcash the young is gonna do uh i don't think delcash the young is a cool a cool name i'll send him something i'll like go to thesaurus and figure out a better term for young Delcash the Delcash the the young the handsome Delcash the, the the swagger boy the pro, the the offspring <laughs> no that's not that's not tech I mean technically yes that's true um the the heir the scion what is a scion a shoot a young shoot or twig of a plant especially one Cut for grafting or rooting. Mm. That's what I'm talking about here. Delcash the Scion. That's what I'm talking about. Cool. S-C-I-O-N. If it was a P-S-I-O-N, it would be a psychic, a psychic man. But we're not. We've got a lot of iron. A lot of iron stat. Go around with our halberd and fight some madman. Um, aside from that, I think that's gonna pretty much wrap us up. We're, like next time, next time my wife goes to work, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll jump back on, and we'll figure out um, we'll figure out our adventure here in the Ironlands. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to me ramble on and 
listen to me like smash army men against themselves and like you know light them on fire in my grandma's bathroom um if you want to follow me on twitter i just started using it uh it's at nikki pocky n-i-c-k-y p-o-c-k-y um hit me up tell me hey you're doing a stupid job or it could be nice to me please be nice to me i mean i'm over here playing a game with myself with my dogs sorry about all the background dog and cat noise but we'll figure it out i'll kick them out one day but aside from that man thanks for thanks for listening guys i hope you have a great rest of your morning probably because you have to listen to podcasts in the morning And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on Let's Do Stuff. Goodbye.